This is Law Enforcement Leadership with Dr. Jack Enter. For over 40 years, Jack has trained law enforcement officers all over the world and has learned some valuable lessons that he's passing on to you. For more information about Jack's speaking schedule, go to jackenter.com. All right, everyone, welcome to the podcast. My name is Jess, and I'm just asking the questions. Dr. Enter is giving the the wisdom. Um, And so the first question I wanted to ask, Dr. Enter, was related to something you said in your book, and it was this, that most managers are failing. I mean, is that really true, that most of them are failing? Um, I mean, what's the reason that you would say that? I think the reason is, is because I've been doing training for 35 years, and that's what the law enforcement operational uh, personnel, as well as their own managers, are saying. When I ask a question, which I've done so for two dozen years, uh, I ask in the beginning of the class, what percentage of the managers in your career practice leadership? The most common answer has been 10% or less. This response has been at every level of government, from federal agencies to state agencies to local agencies, and even those in other countries. And in my own operational and management experience in law enforcement, I saw that same level of failure. So you say that you're hearing this everywhere. What are some examples of this? A couple of humorous uh, examples to show the universality of this problem is uh, one of the first programs I ever did in leadership training outside the state of Georgia was for a highway patrol agency in a western part of the country. At that point in my career, I had to rely on uh, my own personal experience as a police officer at two agencies in Georgia. So the only thing I could relate to was my own experience. After the class, the lieutenant uh, that brought me to do the presentation took me aside and said he had been chewed out by his boss after the program for, quote, prepping me end quote, by sharing stories from that agency to use in the class, and that I had embarrassed the agency by pointing out its failures, that they uh, had seen in my examples what they perceived was specific managers in their agency, which shows that it's a universal problem. Everybody's doing the same thing. Another story um, is I was doing a series of presentations for the Drug Enforcement Administration, and it was called the International Leadership Training Program they did, and they brought managers from all over the world for training. And I had a manager from an African country. uh, During the break, he came up to me and said, Mr. Enter, he said, I'm going to file a complaint against the Drug Enforcement Administration over you. And my heart fell. I went, what have I said? How have I offended this man? And I asked him that. I said, have I offended you some way? He got very animated and says, you had no business spying on my country. You have been hiding out, looking at what's going on in my country. He said, because I knew all of these people you are talking about in your own experience. He said, but instead of Baba and Hiram, that's Saliba and Makuru. He says, they are idiots. They are causing all these problems. He said, it is the same in my country. Oh, man, that's so funny. Um 
so that happened in Africa, right? So is that pretty much what you do? You travel around the world. I mean, where do you do this training? Is it is it mostly overseas, or is it in the United States? How does this? Where have you been? I've uh, been to about a dozen countries, but what has been uh, the best experience I've had is they've brought them here. So I have literally had in class forty managers from 30 countries. Um, so every region of the country, in the every region of the world, I've had uh, managers in the class. Wow, that's so interesting. So you have these guys coming in from all over the world. I, I really find that fascinating, that it's really the same problem all over the place and seems like it's been that way f- pretty much forever, right? So um, I guess that's the next question then is why does that happen? Why are managers failing and why is that such a n- normal thing? Well, first off, what makes this uh, very unusual is that at the operational level, the vast majority of those personnel do their job effectively. But when they get promoted, they become fearful of doing their job. So they go from wanting to do their job to not doing their job. They were interestingly brave operationally, but now they're fearful of doing their job, which they go into the classic fight or flight mode. And they're making emotionally based decisions, not ones based on principle like they did operationally. They become angry, or most commonly, they flee by not dealing with management problems and issues. This failure adds a huge amount of internal drama and uncertainty to the organizational culture. This discourages law enforcement personnel, and it discourages the managers in those environments. What do you mean by internal drama? It's that there is uh, inconsistency of how things are handled. Um, And it's interesting that operationally, we all have the same standards. For drunk drivers, we're going to arrest them. For people who commit uh, domestic violence, we arrest them. For people speeding 30 miles over the speed limit, they're not going to get a warning. They're going to get a ticket. But when we come inside the agencies, we see people disciplined very arbitrarily, emotionally, uh, where you hammered one particular person and the other person, uh, he was never punished. And this uncertainty, and it is interesting, none of us love uncertainty. We want to know, this is if I do this, this is what happens. And in the operational environment, we do that. We perform our job well. But coming inside the building, it's very confusing. And because of our personal a desire to know what is expected, it makes us also afraid and frustrated that we don't know what's going to happen when we do something. So that uncertainty creates the, the drama and um, demoralizes people. So, yeah, that's that's really interesting. And, and that seems to happen pretty much all over the place, all the time, you know, in every agency. So uh, maybe let's drill down on that a little bit. What what is a failing manager? How do you define what a failing manager is? What we're going to see as we go through this podcast is that leadership is one of the few concepts that everybody universally understands. Uh, leaders care for their people. They communicate. 
They deal with problems. They lead, and if you think about that term lead, it means to position oneself out front, to get in the middle of things. Yet, in reality, that's not what managers in law enforcement do. Uh, They do not deal with problems. They do not communicate with their people unless there's a crisis. Uh, They do not display the courage they displayed as operational people by dealing with problems. And if you really think about law enforcement operationally, it is to deal with people who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that is why this is so dramatic for the operational personnel is they don't see that same level of consistency and care and concern for people being victimized or impacted by this or by or for the person that is committing the offense that um, one of the police officers in one of my classes came up and made a statement that I think is very profound he said why are we heroes on the street and cowards in the suites And I asked him to explain that. He said that the vast majority of the men and women he worked with operationally were fair, consistent in the way they applied the laws, uh, in the way they treated people, but that as they came back in the building, that those same standards of fairness, making uh, logical decisions based on policy and and when people don't do their job or encouraging people when they do their job are not applied inside the building. And that's why he said we're heroes on the street but seem to be cowards in the suites. Hmm, that is a really profound statement. Um, yeah, so so interesting. To In those very dangerous situations, people are very courageous, but then they come inside the building and in the offices and they are cowards. So, you know, as we think about that, do you think, do you think it's important to consider now our, our attitude towards those that have failed us, um, towards those managers that have displayed really poor leadership? What do you think about that? I think that's very important uh, for two reasons. One, and I actually yesterday sat and brainstormed how many managers that I've, I've been exposed to in my career were evil? They were intentionally um, destructive. They were bad people. It was based on character. Uh, and it's interesting. I could literally only come up with uh, the number I could count on one hand. That it wasn't a character issue. It wasn't evil. Uh, that most managers that I came across with, if you got them out of the operational environment, uh, say you had to go to, to another part of the state to pick up a prisoner, as soon as you got them away from the agency, you noticed they relaxed, they were very nice people, and that you saw a different side of them. It's like the pressure brings out the worst in them. Um, and I, and I think there's two things I would like to accomplish with this podcast. And the first one is, and this may sound like a strange goal, but I would like 
to encourage many of the people who listen to this podcast to forgive the men and women who failed them. Uh, that they were good people operationally, but they are in fear and they are making emotionally based decisions um, that cause them to appear uncaring, but in fact they are just afraid. Uh, one of the stories that I would like to share that really had a big impact on me is uh, I did a class one day, and as I walked into the classroom the first that morning, uh, the three worst managers I ever worked for were in the class. There was a captain and two lieutenants, um, and I literally stopped and just stared at them, and they're all waving at me and everything and grinning and. I walked back out of the classroom, and the course coordinator said, what is wrong with you? I said, the three worst managers that I ever worked for are in the room. And he said, so what's the problem? I said, half of my illustrations are sitting in the room. And he looked at me and said, but you don't use people's names when you give examples. I said, but they're going to know I'm talking about them. Well... Uh, I went back in there and I did the same presentation I'd always done. I actually used illustrations without naming them that they were the perpetrators. Two things I noticed that day. One, none of them saw themselves in that. And more importantly, they affirmed all the leadership principles. Postscript. Six months later, I walk into another class. There's the captain. The same guy sitting in the class, he comes up to me and says, listen, I so much enjoyed hearing your presentation before. And when I heard you were speaking again, I wanted to come and listen to you. Well, I confronted him. I said, Captain, we detested you. You treated us terribly. You humiliated us in public. You were very cruel to all of us. And as I said that, I could see, obviously, it was impacting him. And I asked him a question. I said, why did you hate us? And he said, I did not hate you. I said, well, then how do you explain why you treated us so badly? He said, because I was afraid. He said, you probably don't remember this, but he said, uh, I had never finished high school. When I came to work on the police department, it was a very small agency. And because I was there at the right time as it grew, he said, the next thing I know, I'm a captain in an agency of hundreds of people. He said, I was totally out of my league. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never been in the military. I'd never been through a, a training course on leadership. And I decided to drive y'all away by making you afraid of me. Because if you were afraid of me, you would not spend time with me and find out how much I was drowning in this assignment. He said it was wrong, and I shouldn't have done that, but I did. And um, he asked me 
He said, would you forgive me for that? And genuinely, I said, absolutely. Here was a good man who became an ineffective manager because no one prepared him for this. As we go through this podcast, you're going to see that why we fail is based on two issues. One is character. There are bad people that sometimes come in the agency. And, but I, I am 100% convinced there are very few of those people are bad. Most people are unprepared and trained. In a way, think about this. They, as that captain was, was a product of the sins of their predecessors who never led them, who never taught them how to communicate, who never communicated with them, who never modeled for them how to lead. And then when they were put in that position, they had no idea what to do. And what is the what are the two responses to fear? They're fight and flight. And they became angry and frustrated, like my captain. Or they just stop doing their job and avoiding decisions. And the other reason I want everyone to li- that's listening to this to understand that is because these same conditions exist for all of us. And what we're seeing are the same complaints that I heard in 1972 and that I expressed as a police officer. We're hearing the same complaints as we record this in 2019. You've been listening to Law Enforcement Leadership with Dr. Jack Enter. To order books or to see Jack's speaking schedule, just go to jackenter.com.